Welcome back to the City of Palms podcast, episode one twenty three. One two three with Malik. One two three. Malik. One twenty three is a lot of episodes. I mean, for a podcast, bro. Yeah, we've been in it. That's that. Congrats. Thank you, man. Glad Thank to be you. here. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I'm hyped that you're here, bro. That's uh, it's cool. I've been watching. I've been watching the. I would pop in every once in a while for a while. So, one. I mean, the consistency is is dope, and glad I got to got to be here, man. So, thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate that. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. How's your day today, dude? How's oh, your weekend man. been? Weekend's been crazy. Uh, I have a daughter now, and she was she's been sick the whole week, and so she's been kind of like recovering and uh it's been slow season for us uh with carried entertainment um so we've just been kind of chilling so i've had like the last five six weekends off so i'm kind of like excited but i'm like also antsy i'm like i'm ready to ready to go rock a rock a party you know so yeah um so no it's been we've been chilling you know i've been bored it's, it feels good to be bored you know because i haven't really been bored all yeah. year so yeah you need that sometimes. i've been bored I'm like yo what do, what, do, what do what do people do on the weekends like what are we doing you know, so no, it's been cool. So we took care of her, and then uh, just been vibing at the house and um, chilling, man. Not not nothing too crazy. Gearing up for we got we have a you know our fall season coming up with wedding and stuff. So you got that coming up. So just kind of gearing up for that, taking it easy till then. So yeah. Would you say I know you do a whole lot? Is that is is all the um, curate entertainment, wedding planning, and, and DJing and all that? Is that like the bulk of what you do? You'd say? Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of like slowly. Uh, it's kind of like I know it's a, this is like a grandiose comparison, but like Disney, you know, there's like Disney the park, and then there's Disney the movies, and there's all kinds of Disney's like little. So with Curate, man, it, Curate kind of takes different forms, um, and so obviously there's Curate Southwest Florida, which has kind of been on ice. Haven't really done too much of that, which is like the podcast and the media, um, just covering culture in Southwest Florida, and then you have Curate Entertainment, which is um, our event sort of sector, weddings, luxury events. Um, and yes, that is, at least for me and my bandwidth, that is the main, uh, you know, bread and butter, sort of say, for us. So we, we know we do about 400 weddings a year. Got like 13 DJs and counting, you know, and we, you know, just, just kill it with that. And then uh, to the other side here, we have Curate Hope, which is our like nonprofit sector where we go and talk to kids and do school assemblies all around the United States, talking about depression, suicide, bullying you know anxiety all that so we, we we take that school assembly me and my boy will and we talk to students all around the united states so there's that and then there's other stuff coming as well that's awesome dude. you know so just try to you know um focus on things for a while build it up scale it and then have it be able to fund the next venture and idea you want to do and that's that's kind of what it you know, it took years to learn of like, I got to focus on at least one thing for a while, consistency over time, let it build. And then kind of once, cause I get ideas every day, but I have to learn to like hold it, build it quietly, but don't act on it until you, the thing you are doing, you've scaled enough and put people in process to run it. And then you can go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, I got eight things on, on the, on the stove. Yeah. And I can't focus. Yep. Yeah, I don't yep. got the bandwidth. Yeah, that's how things burn. You know, that's how things burn. When you, oh, I forgot this was on the other side of the stove, and now that's burnt, you know? Yeah. You got to finish the, the, you know, the pasta first, and then mm-hmm. go to the, you know? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's good. That's how you get to 123 episodes, you know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> hey. Get, what did know? it start with, though, with you? What did, what was the, what was, like, the initial idea or, or endeavor? Yeah. Um, all... all <laughs> All things built at different times, and then 
kind of like sprouted at different times. So, I mean, ultimately, when I, I moved here from New York, um, 2001, you know, went to elementary, middle school, high school. Uh, through that time, like I had a dreams of like one wanting to like help young people, even even though I was young myself. I wanted to, you know, so that was I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to do like youth outreach. So I did that for a while. I actually worked at a church for like six years. I was a teacher for one, did one and done, you know, sixth grade world history. Ancient Egypt and shit, you know. <laughs> so I did that, did that, um, graduated, taught, whatever. And then I quit both those. I was like, peace. And that's when I started Curious Southwest Florida. That was like 2015. I was like, all right, I want to start, you know, doing what you guys are doing. Like, I want to start talking to people who are, who are doing some dope things here, you know, and we're talking to restaurant owners and she started talking to mental health professionals, a lot of artists, obviously, um, you know, and just, that was like the, the when Dom was in jail era, you know, uh, I think, I, I even think like when he was in jail, like I wrote him and I was like, yo, we're holding you down out here in these streets. When you get out, come on the podcast, you know, by the way, you still owe me a podcast, Dom, stop playing. Um, when he came, when he came uh, to Tampa, I was like, yo, I'm pulling up and doing an interview. He's like, Nah, we can't. Maybe, maybe one day, you know. That was it. <laughs> but that was 2015. Did the podcast, um, and then that's when I we do. We not only did we have one podcast, we had like, we had like a podcast network. So I wanted to, you know, me and my boy Jay set out Jay uh, Jose Carreras, uh, best real estate agent in all of Florida. Period. But me and him and some other people alongside of us were just starting like, all right, let's start a business podcast. So it was Kerry, you know, Kerry business podcast. And we started, him and his girls uh, started a podcast called Two and a Half Vegans. And we started, we, we had like seven podcasts running. We had Eddie Rock rocking with us. We had so many different, we wanted to start like an independent media company mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in Southwest Florida, which we, we kind of did, but we ain't making no money. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a really, really, really expensive hobby that we were trying to figure out the business plan for. And I, I don't think as you know no one's unless you got sponsors like no one's paying you to do this podcast very hard to make money it's 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 really like only like a five percent of people only make over fifty thousand dollars a year for podcasts like the stats is crazy yeah so we were like you know we had uh my boy bugsy uh you know laveau life we had so many different people involved but none of us were making money we're just all creatives we were passionate um oh dylan um dill there's a comedian, my, my boy, man. He's in New York. Now he's, we had, we had a comedy podcast. We had like wow. original content, just like we had New Music Friday with Eddie Rock. We had all these different, we were doing listening parties. We did one with Nate Traveler. We did, we like, we just, we were doing shows. So we just, we were trying to be like the complex of Southwest Florida, but we just all burnt out. I burnt out. Well, I got to a point where I had two mentors of mine who were like, bro, you're doing like everything. You're doing a lot. My boy Jason Teeters and Jonathan Romine at the, over at the Collaboratory, and they were like, "Hey, man, look, you gotta focus in on what you're doing. Um, you know, you're trying to do this and this, and this is not making money. And this, and it was like the the deal was like, go well, what's working? What's working? The events, you know, weddings, private events. That was rocking. So that's when I decided to kind of create Carry Entertainment because I was DJing for ten years up to that point." Wow. You know, I was rocking 10 years. So 2015, Carrie South was Florida. Fast forward, 2018, Carrie Entertainment is birth. And we launched in 2019. So, um, and that was when I just started getting my boys. We were like, yo, Fresh, Flex, Leonard, Promo. Y'all know Promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, 
We started adding them. Eddie Eddie Royale. We just started Avengers of DJs and Salvos for you know, like we're gonna get the best of the best, put them together and, and take over Florida, which fast forward three years, like we're rocking, we're killing it, you know. Yeah. Um so to curious Salvos Florida to curate entertainment and then to curate hope as well, like yo, we're we're vibing, we're we're doing really well, we're scaling, how can we give back? You know, me and my boy Will kinda join join forces and just all over, going to LA, Atlanta, Kansas, Miami, just talking to kids all over, you know, the United States. So then Carried Hope, you know, you wanted to give back to the community. And so that's how it kind of just progressed. And then we got some cool things in the works as well. And just some help. Now I want to help other DJs, people who have nothing to do with my company. I want to help them brand their DJ company and learn how to market their DJ company to book their, like, their dream clients. So... Now we got the curated DJ about the launch by the end of September. So, you know, just, it's, it's going to be cool, man. So we're just trying to, trying to keep growing is where, really where I'm at. So I love it. Yeah, Dude, you said, man. you said Curate Entertainment officially launched 2019. Yeah. So then how did that, how did it sucked? <laughs> you know, it sucked, you bro. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked because, uh, 2019, we're like, yo, it's lit. We did a grand opening. Grand opening party at the Heitman House, September 2019. And we had like all of our DJs performed. We were like this big hurrah, like it's time to go. I get married February 2020. So, so all right, I'll, I'll rewind it. February 19th, we celebrate Curate Grand Opening. Boom. We get in the middle of us being engaged, me and my wife, she, I get her pregnant. <laughs> Shout out to my wife. So I get her pregnant, but we still have the wedding date in February 20, 2020. So I always right, get married. We go do it pregnant. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. So then, boom, we get married. Two weeks later, the world shuts down. <laughs> and like, no weddings. No, everyone go back inside. <laughs> Everybody go back inside. It's not lit. Um, yeah, so we were February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Good old DeSanta Claus opened everything back up, <laughs> and uh, and here we are. You know, we opened it, opened it back up, and it's been August first was my first wedding back, and, and it was lit, and we had a mask on and everything. It was great, and so, but yeah, it, it was like a it was like a false start for Curate because. Yeah, we we launched any anybody in anybody like I just imagine us back in 2019 on when the ball dropped. We were like, this is gonna be the year. <laughs> this is gonna be my year. I'm gonna go after all my dreams. And then you ask sat in the house for a year. <laughs> keep playing, just keep planning. You know? uh, so. so yeah, no, it was a big deal, bro, because it kind of messed us up. But mm -hmm. I think, bro, we were talking about it off camera. Like I, I think 2020 was like a a test. For any any creative, any business owner, any entrepreneur, of like you know the resilience that you can you can bring out from yourself mm -hmm. and withhold, yeah. and and it really showed who was with it and who wasn't. And yeah. not that I'm saying you know if your business failed or whatever during COVID, I'm not saying you wasn't you know committed it, to it, yeah. but it did sort of like weed out some of the people who were just kind of like messing around with different things, even like music, even people who are making music mm -hmm. is like, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever you're passionate about, now you have nothing but time to create. And there's some people that saw it as like a, 
man, I guess I can't do it now because I have to be in the house. And there are mm -hmm. some people who are like, wait, everyone's on the internet right now. So I'm in my house. I'm going to, this was the best time for creators. Yeah. yeah. It was like, all right. And so all the DJs, we started live streaming. I was going to say, you took Yo, it. You took it. Yeah. I made, yo, because you saw, you saw D Nice on Instagram just kill it. He was doing like, you know, lockdown parties. And and so once, you know, every, every field, comedians, everyone's like, all right, you going to create or what? Because creators create. I'm sorry. So figure out a way to get your creation to the world. And this was... This is like the perfect time. Now you don't have to be at work. Now you're getting the PPPs and you're getting the you're getting the stimuluses to stay at home and just hold it down, not create. So yeah. started DJing live stream, like getting tips off a of live stream, figure it out. Dude, now when we talk about that time, people are like, bro, those those were legendary times, man. You I remember you was spinning every Friday night for hours. I would get drunk as heck and just <laughs> vibe out <laughs> vibe out on live stream on Facebook, you know? So it was uh, now that I look, hindsight. Now I look back, and it was a very, very dope time, you know, for for me to slow down and also to like, you know, let that resilience come out and, and keep creating. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and I loved seeing in, in the small businesses too. Like there were so many businesses that like definitely um, didn't you know didn't make the right moves and aren't aren't yeah. here now. But like just seeing how some adapted like five guys and cape like seeing how oh, they they, yeah. they they like adapted dude just seeing their whole operation through yeah. quarantine and stuff and a lot of places were making the like uh make it at home kits and stuff yeah. like that where they just give you a little box with all the ingredients nice guys did it yo with the with the juices and the um the cocktails and like you could take the cocktails yes freaking palace pub and wine started doing the, the take out the wines and you yeah. could take those home mm -hmm. everyone's like what we about to do we gotta figure it out. Adapt. They build building outsides and building the insides outsides, like you know, like the tents. Mm -hmm. Where like you can't eat it, you can't, you can't eat inside, but we could build a tent outside <laughs> that's enclosed that you could eat it. It's like, and master encouraged. <laughs> like, yeah, it was crazy innovation. You put people in a corner and you see you see what greatness comes out yeah. of them, mm -hmm. and that's what it was, man. We gotta figure out a way to create and figure out a way to make money. Yeah, and. You know, if Americans could do anything, we can, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out a way to keep making money. For real. You know? um, like, alcohol delivery is big now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Delivery Everyone. in general. I feel like Instacart, DoorDash, like all these things. Yeah. And even, I feel like a lot of businesses realized with how much, how many people were being like transferred to like do remote work for the yeah. time being. I feel like a lot of them just kept doing that because yeah. they're like, oh, if you don't need to be in the office building. You can do everything at your house. Like you're more comfortable that yeah. way. You like yeah. it better. Let's just keep that whole sector of the business, you know? Efficiency. Like going, is this meeting important or can we just Zoom this? Yeah. Or can it just be an email? You know, like, like now we used to, before COVID, we used to do consultation calls in person. I would have to leave my house, put pants on. Think about that. Put pants on to go meet clients. Um, drive to Starbucks, grab a coffee, find a seat, wait for them. They get in. They have to get a coffee. Dude, I'm 45 minutes in. I haven't even had a conversation about your wedding yet. They sit down. We have to catch up because we're in person. So it's like, might yeah. as well catch up. Now it's 15, 20. Dude, by the time we're talking, it's an hour in. We talk, we, dude, then I got to go drive back home. That's a three hour time. Now I do consultations in 15 minutes on Zoom. Wow. And I could do eight a day. Yeah. I, you know, before I could probably meet two people in the evening, like if they get, after they get off work, mm -hmm. you know, so it just efficiency it created and made people go, mm, it's necessary. Can we just do, yeah. but it also probably took away a lot of the person, personality 
and humanity and, and businesses, which, huh, yeah, I guess the consequence of it all. So Yeah, I just took classes at FGCU over the summer, and there was one that I've taken virtual classes before, and from my experience, it's always been like, like for the most part, kind of do at your own pace. Yeah. Like you don't got to see anybody. You just kind of like read what assignments are up, do them, whatever, yeah, yeah. go week to week. But the one virtual class I just had, it was so different because I wasn't going to school during COVID mm. quarantine and all that. But this virtual class was 100% online, but 100% on Zoom every class. So like uh, it was a class. You had yeah, to wake yeah. up and be there 11 a.m. Only difference is you're logging into Zoom and opening up your like webcam your, and like headphones and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right? And, and it was pretty cool though because it was cool how like obviously it's way different. Not as cool as like a classroom setting. Yeah. Not as like interactive. I love that personal mm-hmm. interaction. But um, it was cool how Zoom has it so wired to where you can like literally see the whole class, all their you faces. Yeah. You can have the little raise hand button. So when you got a question, you see the little yeah, hand man. raise. You can mute your mic. You play it. Like it worked pretty well. Yeah, Zoom, Zoom worked out. I mean, do you... All right, so speaking of the pandemic, I mean, how do y'all feel about like music, music scene. Cause I feel like that's one of the things that sort of died off like mid, like during COVID. Like I don't, like I, it feels like coming out of the whole pandemic, which I guess we're still in or whatever, but it doesn't feel like the thing, but, but I could also be disconnected from everything. So I don't know. It just seems like not a lot of people are doing stuff in in the city like live music or whatever yeah you know yeah what's your shows? what's your take i don't know well, like, yeah i mean we're a little disconnected as well yeah dude honestly honestly i would say i i see it kind of starting like I, i've seen like um like trap caviar is starting to oh, come yeah, back Dre, andre's still doing that which is which is cool but i i mean i i am right there with you as far as i feel like a lot of it i don't know i don't like yeah i don't know if it's just us being distant or yeah i guess, see i obviously like the the uh, um, Gulf Coast leaders are still doing their open mics and, and their networking events. I know there's there's a couple still open mics still rocking. Um, Poets Realm, I know, is still rocking. Billy Rose still performing somewhere. I don't know where, but I still see them performing, um, still rehearsing and practicing. Like, there's still stuff happening. It just doesn't mm-hmm. feel as, like, as exciting as it did. For sure. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt like there was something in the air. Maybe that, it was, all right. It was like right before like Dom got signed. I felt like it was like a big buildup, and then Dom got signed, and then something plateaued, and then I feel like during the pandemic everything just kind of went down. I'm like, yo, are you still making music? Are you? Still? Yeah, like, yeah, no, I got, yeah. I got a job now, bro. I, I ain't got no time for that. You know, like, <laughs> I can't be playing around with this. I gotta make money. I feel like that's a big part of it. Is like like we were talking about with podcasts, like. Like it, it doesn't make a whole lot of money. It's mainly just passion project. Yeah. Like hope, hope for the best. Like, and I feel like with music, it's kind of the same way. Where a lot of these people are just like working and working and working, trying to like make something out of this. Yeah. And it gets to a point, especially with quarantine, where like a lot of time, if you're looking forward to like making money from a set or whatever, like like shows you get booked and everything, COVID shut all that down. So you're yeah. definitely not making any money. So now's the time to create. And I don't know. I feel like it might have defeated some people. Where I like, would, yo, I'm not gonna. I mean. If I wanted to become a art, a music artist or recording artist, I would feel so defeated. Not even just because of COVID, just because it's almost like saying I'm going to be a basketball play for the NBA. Like I, I don't it just to me, it like it takes so much. It's like a young man's game, and you got to play all these little industry games, mm-hmm. and then you you might then you don't even get good record deals, and you you got to play the independent way, or do you get a? I don't know. It just seems to me like it'd, it'd be so much for me to think about. Yeah. At least becoming big off my music. If I if I thought about just making music and getting paid a little bit and still working another job, cool. But like, 
if I wanted to make it, make it, I'd feel super defeated today. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how people, and, and those artists who are staying resilient, like, more, you know, power to you, keep rocking. I just, you know, I, I can't imagine what it would feel like, you yeah. know? So, you know, I, I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. It is, dude. It is, honestly. I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, dude, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to host a show with yeah. this conversation. I'm like, dude, because I also feel like, I don't know, there there was, man, like there, like something that I used to look back on, and not to backpedal too much, but something I used to look back on that you used mm-hmm. to do um, was the showcases. The showcases where, were, yeah. Um, like that was freaking sick, dude. Yeah. That was freaking yeah, sick. Yeah, and it was cool because we we'd almost like plan it to where we do interviews with all of them and then drop a you know, flyer for a show and go, now nah, you can see all these people. And yep. it, it was cool because we got to carry like different, you know, palettes of music. You're putting like, you know, Eddie Rock doing an RV night with like Wonder, Eddie Rock, and Yoko. Like, yeah. That was like beautiful. Like that that sound palette is and I, I think I think um I think Danny was on that too. But like being able to put different nights together was was really cool. And people would you know, especially if you could put a dope show of different artists that have different like sort of fan bases. And then that night, people are kind of getting put on and go, oh, I've never heard this person. Mm-hmm. That's dope, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, those showcases were fire, man. For real. Yeah, I, I bet. I those, bet. Those show- well, why, so if you were to do a showcase today, like, what, what would you put, who would you put on the, on the oh, bill, good. bro? Goodness. I don't even know, like, who I would put on the bill, because who's, I don't even know who's, like, active. One, one guy that's been really making moves um, that I would, yeah, he'd have to be on is Jay Daru. Yeah, yeah, you know Jay Daru. You, I think I, I'm pretty sure you put me on during when we did our last. That could be the top. That could of, be the top of the year. What do we do? We did like an end of the year thing or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a wrap up. Or yeah, 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 yeah. I think you put me on. I haven't, I haven't listened to anything lately. He's he's still been consistent. He's one that like through through the pandemic. You know, he 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 found his lane. He was able to. Um, Keep it moving. Yeah, and he Keep made it, it to the open night, the open mics that were still like going on and popping or like getting started earlier yeah. than others. Because there were some. It was really unfortunate to see some like venues. Obviously, to see venues close is like tragic. But yeah. lots of venues that used to do pop and open mics slowly just like never recover from COVID. They <sighs> yeah. never pop off the same way. But Jay Daru is someone who found the right ones, and he's got a cool like group of people around him, and he's so fire with it. Yeah, he, yep. he would be cool to see on a showcase. Yeah. yeah, I think I think um, as I as we have this conversation, I I think about where I've been growing like really passionate about is you know helping you know creatives like with branding, um, and, you know their messaging and how they reach their client because I want that to translate to actually someone buying your music or buying your product or buying whatever it is that you have to offer, and because I I'm because I live in the world of creative entrepreneur, you know where it's. On the creative side, there's this pure, this purity about it. There's this creating for the sake of creating, for the love of, for the culture, as they say. And on the right side, you have this, you know, desire and ability to want to live off of what you create, to make money and all that. So how do you do both of those without feeling like you're, you know, taking the other one, the other one out, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that I hope that the, you know there grows like an education on like how to you know, make a business out of the thing you're creating and not just doing it 
because yeah, you can do it for the passion, but passion only takes you so far. Yeah. You know, because when bill collectors come in, Uncle Sam's coming, everybody's coming for their money, bro. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, like yeah. Netflix gonna charge that card every month. Hulu, <laughs> Disney put autumn, they're gonna charge the card, all right? Yeah. yeah. So you gotta figure out how to make money. So you know, I I hope there's a, just more space and more conversation around like how can you know, we help that person create a business plan for their artistry. You know, there is a business plan for playing open. You could you you could you could get paid a hundred bucks to play seven nights a week at a place locally and still be able to quit your job and still make money and then save that money to invest in equipment and invest in marketing. Like what's the what's the business plan? For you as an artist in Southwest Florida, like we need people helping people to create business plans around. All right, you made cupcakes. Okay, cool. What do you? How are you gonna scale this thing? Do you need to hire someone? Do you? You know, like whatever it is you're creating, you selling art, you selling whatever. Like who's helping those people? I don't know. Yeah. It's trying to figure out a way to do that. How to better market that? Not just posting a link to your song, hoping that everyone it. just shares it because yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know. Which is probably defeating for an artist too. You're like, now nah, I gotta market this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. No, like, it's big though, especially in today's day and age. Yeah. If you if you did kind of dive into that, would you be strictly trying to just help artists or every like business owner? No, right now I, I truthfully right now I'm just focused on like um like helping like DJs in our industry um with their branding. Mm -hmm. But I think I think locally though, I think I'm gonna end up doing some stuff where um at least focus on branding, but um but I think that branding will translate to marketing and sales and how to convert eyes to dollars, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, everyone wants to just get paid by YouTube to create. Like, oh, I'm gonna monetize my channel. Like, I'm gonna monetize my reels and monetize, like, bro, you don't, even the big creators don't live off of the monetization of their oh, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not something you can put your, your but you if people, if you have 50 people looking at you every week, how can you translate that to a conversion, mm -hmm. you know? how can you get that person to buy in to whatever you're selling at a, you know, high ticket, medium ticket, low ticket item. Mm -hmm. We can figure, we got to figure that out, you know, um, how to take people from just watching you to maybe like something free that you give them to something that they can buy or a show that they can show up to, you know, cause I know for the, with Carrie South was Florida, the podcast was almost like a promotional tool for the show. And then we make money off the show. Yeah. You know, but then we take the money that we make off the show and put it right back in the podcast. So, you know, it's just, it's like this revolving door. But is there a way to, at a micro level, make money off your artistry in Southwest Florida? I think there is. And, you know, maybe, maybe I'll jump into that at some point. But um, I think either way, someone needs to help. You know, I think, I, I think business people, entrepreneurs and creators need to like have more meeting of the minds. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. they could both learn something from each other. You yeah, know? for sure. So. For sure. You also were the first person that really, really started to do uh, those silent, silent Oh, parties. the silent parties. Yeah. 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 Dude. yeah. Here locally. Yeah, for sure. We brought those in, into the building. Um, and uh, they're still rocking them at, um, at uh, Millennial with Kyle. We're still doing it like once a month. I think it's the, the last Friday of every month. I always thought that was sick because like you would showcase like local music through that, right? Yeah, yeah. We That's have performances sick. with the silent party. That was That's fire. So cool. It's actually, I thought about doing that again. I actually, I actually thought about doing a really cool day. I can't. I don't want to share because I'll probably do it one day. But it would it would utilize the silent party in a in a, a performance aspect. But um, but yeah, no. I think Yano and the, the boys 
um, did did a listening party with the headphones, I believe, a couple months back or a year or two ago or something. But um, yeah, the silent parties in Rocket, dude. We did a lot. Even even I thought about bringing back Soul Sunday at some point, you know, um, at Nice Guys. But um, I just don't know. I'm scared to try to revive a feeling. Yeah. You know, we used to do Soul Sunday last Sunday of every month at Nice Guys, and I'm like, dang, like, can I bring it back? Should I bring it back? I just feel like we've all like scattered, and it's like yeah. gonna try and revive a feeling that's been that's gone. But mm-hmm. we still got soul, you know, we still got soul. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So being a dad now, how do how how do you juggle it all? Like, how do you? I don't. You have a brain that has like <laughs> that's always on go mode, and I'm someone who struggled with like that hurry mentality yeah. and this like need to just be busy. Yeah. And when you have a family, it's like you have to have priority there yeah it's yeah. gotta be so hard yeah no you don't have to there's people that don't that's that don't <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> um yeah man that's something i learn every day trying to trying to give them my family try to give them my business trying to give to my friends and then myself yeah you know and Fighting. to the community uh you know it, it's um there's no to me there's no such thing as balance it's only rhythm to me, ba- even the, the word balance, balance is uh, an ongoing thing. Like if you're if you're on a skateboard, you're always balancing. You're you're never like regaining balance. Yeah, you're never, yeah, yeah. You're you're moving this way. It's small, small micro adjustments, but balance is all about moving. Con- you know, adjusting it. So to me, it's all about rhythm and seasons. Finding the rhythm in the season. Like, dude, summer, I'm chill. I'm vibing. But October to May, or even this October to December, it's a different rhythm than January to May for me. And, and between business, between school, between, you know, it's, and always, it's always going to keep changing. So if you're always looking for balance to where um, you want, you know, we kind of want to give everything 10. We want to give family, work, mental health, physical health. We want to give everything 10, 10 out of 10. When and where do you ever even do that? Like you know, like it's it's, it's it's not. So, I had a mentor tell me a while ago. It's it's you're always going to be cheating something. The goal and hope is that you don't cheat anything too long. If I go on vacation, which we did, you know, I went. I had a wedding in Jamaica, and we actually made it like a vacation slash work trip with the fam. But when I'm on vacation, I'm vibing. I'm drinking rum punches and I'm chill. Health is not the the goal, right? It's to enjoy. But if I live that way all the time, it'd be out of whack. I'd be cheating my my physical health too long, yeah. right? So we're always cheating. Like when I go to work, I'm technically I'm cheating my family, and when I'm with my family and I take off my phone, I'm cheating my work. And if, but if I did any of those things too long, then that's when it would suffer. Mm. But I can't give everything ten always. So it's allowing yourself permission to go. Well, if I if I run out, if I go to the gym, that means I'm not going to answer these emails, and the people on the other other side of those emails might be mad at me, but that's okay, and I have to take time to go to the gym for myself, and then vice versa. Like so, there's some days I can't go to the gym. I got to fucking work. I got to focus on this project and get it done. You know, so it's just for me. I've learned to just be easy on myself, very kind to myself, and then just try to like catch the rhythm of the season and know that it won't always be this way. Like, okay, right now I'm burning on both ends, but you know, in two months in a week or a week or two, I'm going to find a break here 
and then keep keep going. So it's tough though, man. There, I mean, especially when we're, like 2021 was wild because we had all the postponed weddings, and then we had a crazy wedding season. Mm-hmm. So everyone's getting married on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Dude, I worked. There was like four or five weekends where I did a wedding Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Jeez, Jeez. back to back. And those to have got to be long days for you, huh? Long. They're like ten to twelve hour days. You know, and that's no downtime. That is work. That's Ten to running, twelve hours, running hard in the sun. You know, so those seasons are tough for me. It's tough for my wife, obviously, um, because now you know she's with my daughter Isla. You know, so and, and then I come home and then I'm tired. So that was tough because I was just kind of burning really hard for a long time. Mm-hmm. But now this wedding season is gonna be a little bit better. And, but yeah, man, balance is tough. Um, what what great you know you watch all your favorite artists. Um, just kind of burn out a lot, you know, commit suicide, can't go on tour anymore. Like, be, you know, Russ just said, he, I can't go on tour. I need mental health. You know, Doja Cat, I can't go on tour. I got stuff going. It's tough. It's tough to do everything. Take care of yourself. And we usually neglect physical and mental health for sure. So, yeah. That's a great way to put it. I like that. You can't give everything 10. Yeah, you can't. And you, but you, you kind of have to know that you're cheating things and just be okay with it and go, all right, next week I'll get to that and I won't cheat that any longer. Because mm-hmm. I got to get to If I cheated too long, now I'm neglecting. Yeah. You know, now if, yeah. I, if I haven't talked to my wife in three months, I'm neglecting. Now that's neglect. If it's one day because I'm busy, cool. Two days, eh, three, you know, three months, bro, you neg- Go to the doctors. Right? <laughs> Go to the therapist. You've canceled your therapy appointment way too many times. He's gonna start charging. You know, like that's when I start getting really like, okay, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I always say like, we matter. Like we are our biggest asset. You physically, if you're not here, there's no podcast host. If there's if there's, I am my biggest asset to my company, and so therefore the health of myself is the biggest asset to me yeah you know so and but we usually burn burn us ourselves out in hopes that we can make it to the end but we can't so so it's really tough to do to that yeah no i feel you i feel you that is a good way to put it i see i see you working in fact if i'm not mistaken in summer you said it's your downtime you said you're on vacation Mm -hmm. um i think it was in summer that i saw on your story if I'm not mistaken, you were front squatting 315. Hey, let's go, baby. Yeah, I was like, it. bro, that's that's insane. I'm back, son. That I'm was insane. Back. Nah, I'm back in the gym, bro. Nah, I I I fell off, man. I've been doing I, I've been doing cross for a couple years, um, and I just hopped back in on top of the year, um, on and off. But now, like the last two three months, I've been super consistent. Um, and I just got people who like like my boy Caleb uh, with narrative and. My boy Jose, like they they run eight hundred miles a day into it. So, but like and like most successful people like are taking care of themselves, especially if you have a long term vision for your life. Yep. But I'm back in the gym three fifteen. That wasn't even max, boy. I was just just giving a little light, <laughs> little light work. But uh, no, nah, it feels good, bro. It feels good to be physically healthy. It does. It feels good to be physically healthy. I know it's 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 amazing how that works. Like there's there's all the times. Uh, you know, like, ah, I don't want to go to the gym, but anytime you leave the gym, you're never what? mad. You know, you never uh, regret. Uh, I don't care how sore you are. Yeah, you're still you, especially if you do it in the morning, bro. What if I work out in the morning? You know, I, I've been waking up at five, get to the gym like five thirty, stretch six a.m. Six to seven is you, you're in and out. That's what I love. That's what I love about CrossFit. I'm horrible at going to the gym and like. 
doing circuits and you know I just I, I fuck around I look in the mirror you know I'm vibing I'm dancing I'm dancing an amigo song like, <laughs> get in water get in water I'm finding every reason to not work out and then like it's like two hours and I'm like Lord Jesus I didn't even bring a sweat CrossFit like once six a.m. hits let's go you're like it's the, it's the, the intensity works for me and the community because it's like you know. You got people dying on the floor next to you, you know? Mm -hmm. So 6 a.m., I'm up, I'm out, come back. 7.30, I start. I could start working, you know? Before the, I like that. Working before the sun comes up is kind of dope, bro, because you just feel like I'm ahead. Yeah. So by the time lunch comes, it's like I, I did every important thing I needed to do. Yeah. So I've been getting home at like 12, 1, every, every work day. I got a couple sales calls, but, yo, waking, you, you give your, if you wake up at, say you wake up just at 5, Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Bro, you have so many hours before it's lunchtime to just get shit done. Yeah. And get all the hard things out of the way. The last two things of your day should be something you enjoy. Yeah. And go home and have a good time, you know? That's how it works for me, at least, so. And I notice nine times out of ten, when you have mornings like that, by the evening time, you have I'm less burnt out than whenever I skip the gym. There's sometimes yeah. after the gym... Or I skip the gym. That will be the evening that like I need a nap. Like, yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah. And I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know. There's some sort of mental, um, physical health stuff. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't explain. Um, but yeah, no, it gives. I definitely get that for that three o'clock. Like, damn, I could go to sleep right now, type of thing. But it's not like the itis type of thing where you you know eat a big big lunch and you're like, oh man, I'll go to sleep. <laughs> it's just more like, yeah, I'm worn out. I've been, I've been working a lot. But yeah, bro, yeah. it feels it feels good to be back in, bro. Yes. Heck yeah. This is going to be a dumb question, but what is like CrossFit technically it's, compared it's, to other? It's it's a mixture of like uh, gymnastics, Olympic lifting, and then like like hit workout, like high intensity interval training, that like kind of all put together. Um, gets it gets a bad rap definitely because people don't they misuse CrossFit. They go in there, and there's some bad CrossFit gyms out there that is like a lot of people get hurt. You know, it's a lot. It's heavy reps. A lot of Olympic lifting. We're doing. You're doing like 15 snatches every minute. You know, it's it's like a lot. But if you do it right, if you just scale and know your limits, and it's fun, bro. I, I love it, bro. It just it's kind of it's an intense thing. It's like, you know, people that run marathons. It's like so intense. But, bro, you doing it gives you this sense of euphoria. Mm -hmm. You know, and it puts a lot of good chemicals to your body. So yeah, it's like a it's like a mixture of like three different, like physical activities. Yeah. What do y'all do? do? I pretty it? much do it like a bro split. Yeah. yeah, like a push, push, pull legs. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, push, pull. That's what I've been on, at least. Um, do all kinds of How long of does it take you to go through the, the circuit in the gym? You do uh, like an hour. Yeah. Working by myself. Yeah, I can get it done in like an hour. Bro, I'm, not, I'm so shit. <laughs> and there's so many times where I just walk away. Like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I didn't finish the reps. Because <laughs> if no one's there, I'm just like, oh, it's too hard. No. <laughs> I want Chipotle now. <laughs> I've, wor I've worked hard enough. <laughs> uh, I was I, here. I was here. I, I, was I, I, I did that today. I was, I was like, oh, oh, bi oh biceps. Oh, all right, we're good. I, I take this stuff that it's it's pretty natural. It's not pre-workout at all. It's it's stem-free, so you don't feel itchy or nothing like that. I kind of like that itch, though, bro. Is it bad? Sometimes it, get, sometimes it, it gets you. Sometimes it gets I, you going. I, like, <laughs> I got shot. Lift this but what it does shout out forge supplements uh it's called calibrate and what it does is it 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 like gives you a better pump 
So when yeah. I'm working, when I'm working, you know, it's like I just see my veins like popping out, and I'm working out like. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'll send you the link. Like the Hulk. That's good. It's been good. It's been good. Shout out! Hey, they sponsored the pod, man. On, yeah, we're, I'm trying to get the guys on, and try, yeah. I'm trying to hook that up. They're out of Sarasota, so yeah, they're local. Yo, yeah, well, link me for sure, man. For sure. Um, no, I love it. I love it. I think I think it's. I played pickleball for the first time last week. I didn't really like it. No. Nah. Not a pickleball fan. His roommate plays it. I, I, what I, is pickleball? It's like tennis and ping pong. You know, so it's like like you're playing with a wiffle ball, like the, you know, like the, yeah, wiffle balls, and then you got like a little. It's like in between a ping pong paddle and a tennis racket, and you just it's like it's just ping pong, but humans humans playing ping pong, <laughs> and I'm love ping pong, love ping. I just didn't like pickleball. Um, I don't know. It wasn't intense enough for me. It was too. You know, I went to go play with a bunch of old, a lot of old people were there too. They were just like, boom, like, like, and I was like, nah, I, I need to be able to like, <laughs> I need to be able to dunk on you, son. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to play basketball the whole time I was playing. I just wanted to cross one over. Yeah, everyone was too nice. Was yeah. Too nice. Were you playing at LA? No, I was playing at, uh, what is it, Wakahachi? Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was like, it was whatever. True. But I got friends who are like, really into it right now. True, like, true. Like, really into it and I try to get into it but I can't but I, I do want to find a hobby I remember I got I got into bike polo years ago you ever play bike polo no I did bike polo for a little bit I might I might hop back in that or that's something, that's like what polo on the land polo on a bike polo originally started on land with on a horse horses. Horses. that's right then they took it to water water now we brought it back on a bike on a bike wow <laughs> dude that, that actually sounds really sick dude. yeah let's nah. do motorcycle bike polo was fun bro uh, my boy Bobby and David Hutch put me on to that back in the days. But I got to find another hobby. That's one of the things that you get. You got to own a business, have a family. You're like, what do I do for fun? I just want to create content for business. I'm like, yeah. It's like, I have and it's like, no, what What do you do that's just giving back to you? And I'm like, or just you just enjoy and there's no strings attached. It's not eating or drinking. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know. What do you do? You know? Skate. I skate. Skateboard. See? Yeah, skateboard. Yeah, skateboard. Damn, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, skating C is physical. You can there's yeah. an aptitude. You can learn stuff. Skating you know, skating is a it, it helps motivate my, me in the gym too. Like yeah. my fit mo, my most of my fitness goal for the longest time was like recovering from injury. So like the uh, main fitness goal was to be able to skate again. But now that I'm physically healthy, the goal is Work out to skate better. Is there a skate I mean? culture here? Is there like it's growing? It's growing. There yeah, has a been bit. one. There's a history of skating in Fort Myers, but it's not not like the biggest. Not the uh, biggest. You remember Brotherhood? Were you here? Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Core yeah. part of the history here. My brother and uh, Andre would always go to to Brotherhood, and that was like the hangout. And, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, that was dope. that was a dope time. Shout out Brent. I want to talk Brent. to Brent. Oh my god. Brent <laughs> Wow. How's he? He's alive. How's he doing? I, I don't know what he. <laughs> I, I've been wanting to talk. I want. I've never really. Like, we gotta. Hey, Brett, where are you? Yeah, Brett Sanders. Brett Sanders. Come tell Sanders, us we, what's up. Come bring bring back brotherhood, bro. For That's real, right. we need it. Come we need home. it desperately. Do like brother and sisterhood. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to exclude the women now. <laughs> Childhood. <laughs> yeah. Humanity. <laughs> Humanhood. No. Love it. Um. Yeah. It's it's interesting talking about like. 
eras of Southwest Florida, like like the Brotherhood, like like mm-hmm. just yeah, or even like when Hal was doing shows. Yeah. There's so many different eras of, and there is a there's a curate Southwest Florida era for sure. Oh, yeah. But there's just so many. You know, speaking of eras, I will shout out the like. Be Frank, have you do you have you guys got had uh, Be Frank on here yet? Nope, mm. I never met Be Frank. Gulf Coast Leisure, you got to have him and Marco on. They've been doing a freaking ten year open mic night networking event that like X and VIX and so many people got yeah, their first dude. stages on. And like, it seems like they're really ramping up lately. Yeah, bro, yeah. like they're they're just you got to have them on. They're they they definitely deserve to be on like and just chat about that because they're consistent. No one's like I don't know anything else that's lasted as long as that. Yeah. I wonder how many um, artists have been like really, really like flourished because of that. I mean, you know, nurturing. I know One Way TV performs. One Way, performs yeah. on there a lot. Like that's. I know Sunshine Mambo also has a lot of love for for yeah. them. I think. Yeah, you got to give Shine and stuff like that. Where like they still they're still here, mm-hmm. still doing it, still with the same love and passion. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not Because they work full time jobs, don't they? they? Yo, isn't B Frank? Yeah, boy, B Frank selling insurance job. out the back of his. Trunk, son, like, <laughs> you know, and yeah, Marco got all kinds of business ventures. They're all, they all work, man. They're all, yeah. Uh, the fact that you can do both of those, man, is uh, it's impressive. That's Worthy cool, especially for that long, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely trying to get them on here. But I think we could do like if all of the little entities came together, we could do like a nice little music festival. <laughs> yeah, oh uh, yeah, small. that'd be nice. Like, who would headline? though? it's like you know. I don't know. X and VIX headline. Headline. No, I'm talking about like big artists. Like if we were to have all the all the guys and gals, um, you know, open up like all day for like this one big headliner mm-hmm. who would it be? Oh yeah yeah. You know, Dom could headline. Dom. See that would be that'd be fire. What Dom do? What's what's Dom doing? Someone tell know. me. I don't know. Anyone know? Doing. Y'all know what he's doing? No. Maybe maybe he's season three. Euphoria. Euphoria. You know, yeah, euphoria right. Being yeah, you know. Deals. Sheesh! I, I gotta I be. What like, he's cooking up? I don't know. I think he, I feel like he just go to acting <laughs> at that point. He just he's yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, That's I, don't weird. I don't know how long his deal with Columbia wasn't it just a couple it was years. Four years. So it might be coming up on it pretty soon, huh? Yeah. Who knows what he's gonna do? Did you guys? I'll say. It. I, I expected like a little bit more happening stuff yeah. with Badon. Did you enjoy his album? I did, I did. I mean, replay value. It's like, like I play Florida. I still play. Uh, uh, damn, um, vampires. I like why. I like politics uh, and violence. Politics and violence. That that verse is crazy. Yeah, so good. Like, that verse is crazy. Yeah, I still I still play it. Um, and I feel like I still put people on, you know. And then he dropped a couple of Lucy's, the one that was on the Bob Dylan thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I still I still heavily. Still, still, he's still on like my my wife's like favorite music, so she still pops up in like you know just car rides and stuff. But I'm just waiting for something else to I happen know. musically. I know, yeah. I know. I would love. I was like, I knew it probably wouldn't happen, but I was like so hoping to see some features from like the dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like some like backhouse features on his song, some more like hip hop done. But I understand why Columbia is not taking. Yeah, they're probably like, nah, we ain't, we ain't bring you here for that, bro. Oh, yeah, bring it The pop, you know. Did you ever hear? Did you ever hear the song with uh, him and Matt Black called "Divine Intervention"? No, he's been trying to get his hands on that. That was so good. It was it was a song that they they deleted when like he got signed. Dude, it was 
to this date probably the best song i've ever heard and like that that's kind of like so i feel you when you're saying because like since he got signed i've been waiting for something like that it was yeah, just cause different because really, all the dom fans even the ones that are not from here know like oh no dom can rap i don't know yep. if you know and everyone's just kind of waiting for like a dom rap mixtape like yep. it, like yeah. he just drops it at midnight yeah. and it's just like raps <laughs> yeah. and he's just you know oh, i feel like that it. would be like he had flows that would like wow the hip-hop yeah you know what i mean oh yeah, yeah. but i'm starting to see like you know, like I feel like his sound, at least from his last albums, kind of get like to Steve Lacey, and like these people are kind of coming, and it's very alternative mm -hmm. slash R and B slash rap. For sure. And so I'm like, what is he gonna do? What is he gonna do next? I don't know. Yeah. But as a as a Dom fan, I'm I'm you know excited for something. I want to see something. Yeah, we'll see. Me too. Seems like he's got a really cool setup. I remember he doesn't post on Instagram a whole lot anymore, but I remember yeah, I he was like, post from I saw his like little, it seemed like he had his own like little recording setup yeah. and wherever he was staying at. So he's a creative. Freaking, so you know who's still rocking? Baby Jake. Yeah. Where's he go? Is he still Baby Jake? I feel like he changed it. So? If he is, I know he's going on tour and I know he's coming to Tampa. He's not coming to Naples. What? Come on, bro. No, I, 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 he said something about it in one of the comments. I was like, yo, you ain't coming to Naples, bro. Um, Baby Jake's still rocking and kind of still kind of blowing up in his own in his own way. Um, Sherelle, you know about Sherelle? Sherelle just did um, Rolling Loud. What? Wow. Yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah, we still rocking. Yeah. Is Jesslo back in Florida? Back I thought for, I saw Jesslo. Back, back for a little bit. He's back for a little I hope bit. he's doing alright. I've been wondering what he's up to. And then Andre dropped uh, with L's. He dropped that dope music. Yeah, so people still. It's just not. And I the boys, like, they're still. Yeah, they're they still, just dropped that music video, parking yeah, lot pimpin'. Yeah. Their last project, the their last project was Couch? so sick. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I don't think I listened to Couch. Is the whole project right? Mm-hmm. Two sided Two album. Sides. I don't think I listened to the album yet, That's bro. Good. That's good. But On but Yano album. but Yano has played me songs. I feel like I've heard the album. I just haven't heard it in its entirety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I do got to, I forgot that was out. And actually what I'm thinking of, what I was just, because uh, it was after Couch, Yano's project. That's what I was yeah, thinking of that, that came out more recently. The one with the fire, fire on it. Mm -hmm. 2020 on fire. 2020. Is that what he called it? That was that was, that was definitely a song. What do you 2020 on fire. I don't know what called? the album is. I don't remember. Um, man, shout out to those boys, man. Yeah. The music video was fire. If, if you had to, if you had to put... For your personal, your personal favorite like thing you've done as far as like event in the community or thing you've put on that you can look back on and just be like, damn, I'm glad we did that. Shit. What would what would uh, what would that be? Because you've done a lot, man. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, showcases are definitely up there. I would say the. The, my favorite thing still, just because of how much entertainment came out of it, was the when we did the top ten MCs. Did you did you ever watch? Did you watch that when we drew, were dropping them? Mm -hmm. oh, bro, you gotta go back and watch it. We we we. I put like I put so much money. I was like, I lived downtown for my. It wasn't broke. It was just wasn't making as much money as I am now. But I put like seven thousand dollars into this like highly produced panel. And it was like me, Bugsy, First Lady Nikki. Shout out to my boy. I love you. Rest in peace. Griff, B. Frank, Eddie Rock was on the panel. Jose, uh, Jay Carreras was on there. Um, it was a panel of like DJ Quest. It was everyone. And we rated like the top 10 MCs and like 
we put Kid Quest on there, Day Traveler, Dom. Oh, we put like, and then we put like street rappers too. So like, yo, baby, and like all these, and people were pissed. People were, <laughs> I can only imagine what when you're doing a top what? ten list. And yeah. for a while, the episode we did on Dom, I think he was like, <laughs> I forgot who was. It was like the top. It was like Dom, baby Nate was in there, but we were like. It was so funny because the only footage of like Dom on YouTube at some point was us talking about him on the top 10 MCs. So even if you go to the comments now, people, because we didn't put Dom at number one. So so Dom fans, oh, they're like, you guys feel stupid now, don't you? Pretty much saying like, like you didn't put Dom at number one. You guys are dumb. Right. But bro, that was just, it created so much tension. And it was like the city felt so alive, bro. People were like, you see the list, bro? I'm so pissed. I'm not, you know, it just created so much fun. In the time I was stressed, though, because I'd, I'd ha- I remember one time all these street rappers were so pissed that <laughs> all these rappers, these street rappers were so pissed that we didn't say them or that we put them like yeah. later. So one of them, one time I got a, a Facebook FaceTime and it was like eight street rappers with guns. <laughs> pointed it at the screen. Y'all gonna recognize us? Y'all finna? Y'all ain't gonna leave us off the list? I swear. Die. <laughs> I was scared, boy. Dang. It was lit, but uh, no, that was probably the ultimate. Like, just I just had so much fun with that, and I put so much. I stayed up every night editing. When you go and watch, I it was like After Effects. Like it was just highly produced. Wow. I spent. 3,000 just on audio, lapel mic, every, everyone on the panel. Like, it was it was great. But, man. What channel is it on? Curate? Yeah, I think if you just go to, like, YouTube and type in Curate Top MCs, you'll you'll see it. Um, and there's still, like, so much content on there. You just go back and go, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> You're going to see, like, every one of your favorite your local rappers, like, really young being interviewed like <laughs> I've had to take styles. I've had to take down like so many interviews because people are like yo take that down like that's not me anymore I'm not even gonna name names but every probably every couple months I get like yeah. a, hey my, my label said take it down um, yeah I don't go by this anymore oh I don't want that project out anymore and I'm like damn this could have this is like history yeah, yeah. yeah. you want me to erase it but fine cool whatever archive but yeah archive I have it though yeah Heck yeah. <laughs> if I ever need to Drop the video, I'll drop it. I got, <laughs> I got so many interviews on a hard drive that has never been dropped. Wow. Just like, just in case any of y'all blow up, like, I got footage on y'all now. But, <laughs> oh, we forgot about Busy. Busy is still Busy, doing stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Still doing stuff. Oh, yeah. He's killing it. He got a. Uh, he got writing credit on, uh, on CLB. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think, Come I think, on I think now. he probably writes for Drake now just all the time. But, yeah. Yeah, Busy's still doing his thing. Still got. G wagon and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's doing, <laughs> like, I want a G wagon, busy. Can I get one? <laughs> I would like a G wagon. Uh, no, busy still doing. Yeah, people are still. I just maybe you know, it's like you know, there's a time where I feel like there's a lot of new restaurants opening. Now I'm like, oh, what new restaurants opening? Maybe I just don't know about it. I don't know. Maybe I just need to get tuned in. But you know, I got the baby now. You know, full time dad, husband. Sounds like we need more podcasts to cover. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, man. No, I think it's cool, man. I, I definitely think the city's still still thriving. And just, 
I just wonder about the music music side of it. And there's some really weird stuff going on too with like uh, like DJs even after you know COVID with clubs and stuff. So I think even a lot of club DJs are transitioning into the wedding world. There's a lot of like post COVID weird things that people have to adjust to. That yeah. I wonder how that affects the, the whole scene. You know, mm-hmm. so people gotta do what they do to, to make money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But. If you could describe Southwest Florida in three words, what three words would you choose? Specifically, like Fort Myers, but yeah, this no. whole area. No, um, I would say the first one would be uh, I'm trying to make it a non-cliche word. <laughs> uh, I want to say opportunity, but no, no, no. I'll give I'll give a more organic one, like ripe. Ripe. Ripe means like. It's ready. Is that is that yeah. what right means, right? Um, so, like, I just feel like Southwest Florida, you could take any great idea from anywhere else. You go to L.A. and you see something, you're like, yo, I want to do that. But, oh, it's too crowded in L.A. Everyone's doing that. Take that shit and bring it here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could do anything that's not being done here, and it popped because nothing's being done here. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's just like. Lots of potential. Lots of potential. It's just. Yeah, like do because it's not overwhelmed with you know if you're gonna sell real estate it's one thing because like everyone's selling real estate if you're gonna you know there's a couple of things that you're like damn like that sounds defeating doing here but like every everything else there's so many other ways that you can just do it and you'll be the first one to do it if you do it at a high level you'll be the first and the best if you know anything about market or market research being the first and the best is good positioning so. Yeah, go travel, find some dope that you love that you see being done, and then come here and remake it in your own sauce and do it here because mm-hmm. it's gonna work. So opportunity or pot- like say go with potential. Um, two, um, yeah. again uh, with the desire to not be cliche. Um, let's just say resilient because on the other end of it. Doing anything here is tough because people, you have to almost educate people on the dope thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the silent party? It's like, bro, this has been out for 15 years now. You know, how to, I have to educate you and then you come and then you do it and you're like, this is the coolest thing. Yeah. So you have to have a lot of resilience and patience because, you, you know, people aren't hip to things. You got to sort of like put them on. So that, and then just maybe a, a maybe just one for me, just like uh, uh, oh, it's gonna be two words or just a phrase, but like it saved saved my life, like moving here. You know, if I didn't move here, I'd just definitely be in another state of mind. I'd probably be doing some things that'd get me in trouble, just because I was getting in a lot of trouble before I moved here. I was like, you know, third grade, fourth grade, doing some wild shit in my elementary school, to the point where they were trying to like put me in this alternative learning center thing and blah, 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 blah. My mom moved me over here. So moving here gave me like a vision to see myself in a different light that I never did and save my life. Just able to, to thrive in a different way, man. And I, I freaking love it here, bro. I love traveling. I always want to come home though. Like I might be a lifer. I might live here forever. I don't know till I die because I can travel every week. If I wanted to just come back home mm-hmm. Just slow, chill ass, retired ass. Yep. Southwest Florida. Yep. No, dude, you ain't I lying, love that man. You ain't lying. <laughs> no. 
You ain't lying. We just went to Miami yesterday, and it's like you want to live there? No, no, dude. No. Like I don't want to live anywhere. Like only place I I definitely travel and I go. Damn, I want to live here, San Diego. Like I'm like, oh, I live here because it's just a better version of where we live. Yeah. <laughs> there's no mosquitoes, no humidity, there's nice water. It's just better versions of this. More people, cooler people in the sense of like hip, young, moving. There's like 800 breweries there. Like yeah, one of the best skate scenes in the world too. Yes, and surf, and I don't even surf. And it's right there. You, LA's two hours up. You know, there's just like, I like, I really fell in love with San Diego. But other than that, everywhere else I go, I'm like, all right, I want to leave. Cool. I'm ready to go. But maybe because I'm really comfortable here. I mean, I could, yeah, I, I can move around as like how I want here. So, have you ever been to Italy? I got engaged in Italy. Really? What? Just booked a wedding in Damn, for Italy dude. next year. What? Yeah, yeah. Sick. I got engaged over there. That's uh, so sick. Cinque Terre. Wow. Yeah. You guys been? No. No, we're just talking Italy's about great. Yeah, I just asked him yesterday if he could live in any country other than the United States. What would it be? He said Italy. Go, it's I dope. Want to. I food's misleading. You just you know, <laughs> food's, cool. food's good, but it's like, damn, son. <laughs> I like the pizza in New York. <laughs> it's a lot of pasta. It's a lot of pasta and wine. I, I think after I left Italy, I didn't eat pasta or drink wine for a while. <laughs> and the pasta's al dente So you better You know Get used to that hard pasta <laughs> And then anything else Like I don't think Italy Does anything else Well Other than like pasta It's <laughs> true You know So I'm not yeah. gonna Order a burger in Italy I'm sorry I don't wanna order a burger In Italy I just don't There was this There was a dope sandwich shop That was like More like Italian-y Type of sandwiches But that was good but um, I wouldn't move to Italy just because of the food situation. I just need more options. Mm-hmm. You know, you move to a Spanish-speaking country, there's like all these options. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, even if, Nigeria is like, you know, but like Italian is Italian. It's like red sauce and cheese and pasta <laughs> done differently. <laughs> that, might, that might be a very close-minded view because someone might argue differently. But so Italy was beautiful, though. Italy is great. Italy is beautiful. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah, check that out. Rome was cool. Rome was misleading, though. Rome is like New York City. It's city. It's like graffiti on the ancient walls. What? Yeah, so it's like it's very in, like garbage on the floor. Like it's it's an ancient place, but it's it's like New York, <laughs> you know. Um, and then we went to Cinque Terre, which is beautiful. It's like in freaking cliffs, and it's it's like on Mafi Coast type of vibe. So that was beautiful. So um, Italy's great. Go to Italy. I will. Yeah, I will. If you could live in any other, uh, anywhere outside the United States, or to be, if you had to leave the USA, I'll back to, I want to go back to the motherland, Nigeria. No, um, no, I, Nigeria was dope when I went, but I, I probably would have moved back there. What's it like uh, in Nigeria? Nigeria's lit. Nigeria's lit. Is lit. That, lit. I, I don't want to sound <laughs> stupid, but is that in more northern Africa or southern Africa? It's west, western Africa, like in the little, in the panhandle of Africa. Sort of like right there on the water. Okay. Um, Lagos, the old capital, is like. Uh, you guys expecting someone? Someone just pulled up. Um, Prior roommate. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm probably in a spot too. Sorry. Um, but yeah, no. Lake Lagos is is dope, man. Lagos is like. It's like. Lagos is like New York. <laughs> like it's a big city. You think that you're in like when I, my perception of all Nigeria was like, you know, just like really rural. rural. But it was like skyscrapers and a lot of money in Nigeria. And the clubs are lit. They love Rick Ross. So much Rick Ross. (laughs) And Afrobeat's blowing up. 
It's like crazy. So no, Niger and this is like a renaissance created creatively with Nigerians, musically. Oh, we taking over this shit. So Nigeria's dope. But I think I think Spain, you know, like my wife went to Madrid, said it was great. I just booked a wedding over there next year, so we're gonna go and scope it out. But we probably do like maybe some European Spain. Maybe, shoot, Italy one day. Who knows? Who knows? But I don't really, I don't really have a desire to leave, bro. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I'm like, call me like, because used to be really cool to like, used to be really cool to like, shit on Southwest Florida. I guess but like, oh, I want to, I want to get out of here. But I, yeah. I love your shit. Though. Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and I, I and I literally talk to people every day who are getting married down here because it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you're getting married. Where do you live? Oh, Chicago. We're getting married. This is so nice. You know, so you live, you live in a place where people. Come to like vacation in paradise, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah. What it do? What up, Donnie? What's up, Donnie? Yep. Good, good, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have y'all been? Have y'all been uh outside of the U.S.? I have not. Nope. Nope. Oh shit. Yeah, I haven't even traveled a whole lot. He's traveled more than me, I think. But I've been around the U.S. a little bit, but not not out of country. Y'all been to New York? No. Nope. Hey, I gotta go to New York. I know, bro. dude. I know. I know. And I lived in Pennsylvania for so long, I could have made it so much easier while I was living you gotta there. Go, but you're, you're, you're <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. I'm actually thinking about going this year. This upcoming year. Uh, yeah. yeah I do wanna that'd go. be cool. Because I want to see snow. I've never seen snow, dude. Don't go to New York to see snow. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I'm gonna go see some brown snow. Yeah, brown snow. <laughs> You'll see the worst aspects of snow. Snow's don't awesome, go to New York except to in the busy city. But, but I want to go. Like I don't want to. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to just like I don't want to go to Vermont, you know, like just yeah. to see snow. Like you know, I want to. I don't have a desire to see go snow. To Colorado. Yeah, that that that's a place too. I've been thinking of going. Utah, is something wild. Yeah. Snow in Utah. Because I do want to snowboard actually too. Colorado. Be pretty cool. Get Colorado it. snow. But I gotta I gotta I want to go to New York too. Like around uh, Christmas, I feel like like around Christmas yeah, time you, in you New gotta York. Do, you gotta do a you gotta do a holiday in New York. Yeah. Because the the aesthetics and the vibes is, is strong. Everywhere you go, it's lit up. It's music, little nutcracker things. Every you know, all the little <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christmassy shits. Is that, <laughs> you gotta do that once, and then dude, I did New Year's. I did. I did the what are you Times Square? Really? Ugh, just the worst. <laughs> just the worst. Getting <laughs> taking a subway back home. Everyone's just sardine. Ugh, I have no. Oh, I bet. I'm the worst, like New Yorker there ever was. I got. Just the worst. <laughs> I can't do it. I go there. I just, I get overwhelmed. Everyone, it feels like Black Friday every day in New York. Oh everyone's grabbing shit. Everyone's just in a hurry. <laughs> it's just, yo, everyone chill. There's no chill. And you got to be on guard. You can't walk. To, someone's going to rob you. Someone's going to take you. Someone's gonna, you look at someone weird. Like, when I'm in New York, I'm on edge. Yeah. I'm on edge with y'all. New Yorkers, bro. I can't say <laughs> hi. I can't be friendly. I gotta be. If you said hi to me, now I gotta think you try to rob me. You go want to take my shit. You go here. It's like, hey, brother. Hey. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. <laughs> leave my garage door open. <laughs> door Don't door. want to steal. It's like an invisible gate. Everyone's just like, no. I'm not gonna rob that's that guy. Mine. Yeah, that's not mine. <laughs> you know. So, no, but I love where I live, man. Um, um we are, uh, you know. We are celebrating um, our three-year anniversary with Curate, September 29th. So you boys are welcome to come and celebrate. We'll be there. Um, Luminary, you said, is where it's at? Yeah, Luminary Hotel. That's going to be awesome. Um, At the Sky Bar? No, no, no. We're actually doing it next door at the Calusa Sound. So the big, you know, the OG Harborside Convention Center um, that they remodeled. Harborside. We we have 
we have like 250 people on the guest list and we were supposed to cap it at 200 so it's lit it's gonna be wild we're gonna have a lot of like cool surprises and we just want we want everyone that supports us that messes with us in the wedding industry non-wedding industry creative world business world just come and vibe we have some good drinks good food we're just throwing a nice little party, man. So heck yeah, let's do it. We'll be know. there, bro. So please come by. There'll be a link in my bio, Gary Entertainment. Come by and just you know hang out with us. But we just want to celebrate, man. We all keep keep rocking, keep doing what we're doing, um, keep helping the community, keep helping people. You know. So, yeah, dude. Please do. You're doing yeah, a lot, man. You're on a winning streak, man. I can't wait yes, to sir. see what man. the next like couple years entail. You bro, know. Just yep. I love every time. Like I always tell my team, like, yo, we're just getting started, bro. We haven't yeah. even. We're just getting started. So. No man, glad to glad to be on here, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on, dude. I love your outlook on life, man. I Me love too. I Thank love you. how you look you look at things and even just how we were talking about the importance of mental and physical health and yeah. stuff like that. More people need to especially creatives and like people that yeah. are really trying to hustle. That's something that they need to understand. You ever did an Enneagram? You know what the Enneagram is? I've heard of it, but I've never done it. You should do it. I did it. You did it? Yeah, what number are you? I'm a three wing two. Three wing two, okay. So he's an achiever. Oh yeah, and then you lean over to like, so the Enneagram is dope. It's like the most ancient personality test. It gets to the core motivations of who you are, and each number kind of represents that core motivation. And with that core motivation comes like a core trauma or like core trauma of your life that you're reacting out of. Interesting. So your personality, according to this, is like built off of survival. So you know people tend to want to whether you like. In order to survive, people make people laugh. People want to achieve. People want to kind of keep busy, escape. People want to lean into. So every number kind of represents one of those. And so okay. <laughs> um, I'm a seven, and seven is the enthusiast or the optimist, right? So we're like, we want to do like 10 things at once, you know? And, and I know it sounds like I'm explaining like a horoscope, but it's based in like data and yeah. like uh, logic instead of just like the clouds and the moon or whatever. Which, if you're into that, cool. <laughs> Um, but Enneagram is really helpful because it allows you to be self-aware yourself and other people and the people you work with in a relationship with and kind of lets you know like the other person's core motivation of why they do what they do. Like I'm a seven, my wife's a one. So ones think very linear. They think white and wrong, right and wrong, black and white. Mm. They like structure. They like rules, right? Sevens don't like to be boxed in. Sevens like to have options. Seven, so you see how it's almost opposite? Yeah, right. Yep. And, and I can see why it's important to know that, especially in a relationship. So you see how it's, how it can be. You can clash, and you can help each other out. Mm -hmm. So you know each other because, like, the times where she's like, she's if when something doesn't have structure, she freaks out. I'm like, why are you freaking out? Well, I'm not understanding that she's built and designed that way because it, she's responding to her core trauma in her life that needs structure and wants to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit about rules. Rules are meant to be broken in my head. Right, and so if I come from my perspective, just like who cares about her? no, she's she's the way she is because of her childhood, and so I have to understand that. And she has to understand like Malik is trying is an escape artist. He's trying to escape all the time. You know, he does <laughs> not want to be boxing. I don't want to know what time we're gonna do it because that's creating more structure. Yeah. So us learning each other's rhythm and how we work is is very important with friends. Without so if you you know so yeah, I say all that to say. I think this is kind of how I'm built is like to be like just wanting to find the best in people and things and situations, you know, um, and, and try to take what's where I'm at and, and build on it, man. So I just want to keep building. I want to I want to progress. I don't want to be perfect. I just want to be better than I was yesterday. 
you know, and I want the people around me to like be better because of me, you know, and and that's my goal, bro. I love that, you know? man, bro. So, um, what one last thing? What day did you say that party was? September twenty ninth. It's a Thursday because on the weekends we party with engaged couples um, and married couples. Um, but yeah, September twenty ninth. Luminary, you can R- you have to RSVP. You can't get in without RSVP. Got RSVP because we're definitely going to cut it off at like three hundred. So um, September 29th, seven o'clock. We go rock till probably like eleven, eleven thirty. We'll see it, see how it goes. But we go. All of our DJs are going to be rocking at some point. Have our band out there. We're going to have some cool entertainment. So it's going to be a good time. Heck yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, man. Where can they find us at, Danny? You can find us at City of Palms Podcast, YouTube, anywhere you listen to podcasts, Instagram, Facebook. We've got new episodes every Monday. Subscribe to the YouTube to see what we're doing. Come on. Hit that Check bell. Check us out the visual on elements Spotify. really add to it. Yeah, tell right. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, yeah, you click see. over to YouTube. You'll see how good I look. That's right. <laughs> we put a lot of that's time right. in the set. No, that's a beautiful set, guys, by the way. Thank you. You got Appreciate some, that. some fire pieces I'm seeing. And that's a fire beautiful. shirt. I meant to tell you when you got here. Thank I you, love bro. That it's shirt. like a towel. What's that? It's a towel. It feels like a towel. <laughs> Love it, dude. Whenever I sweat, I just, I just squeeze myself. <laughs> and I'm <All> good. <laughs> like, oh, it's perfect. Wait, anyways, yeah, dude, thank you so much for coming uh, yes, by. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Good linking up again. Yes, sir. Till next time. Yes, All right, sir. hit him with the outro, Biscuit. <laughs>